You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Hey everyone, today's episode is part two of last week's podcast episode, episode 45, the brain's relationship to obesity and food intake. If you haven't listened to episode 45, I need you to pause this right now and give it a listen. It lays down the foundation of everything that we're talking about in today's episode, where I'm going to share with you strategies to help overcome overeating. If you have listened to episode one, let's review what we went over. First, we learned that palatable foods are a lot easier to overeat, and we learned why. We learned we're less sensitive to satiety signals when we consume those seductive foods, meaning we're not able to regulate our hunger when we're eating those processed junk products. We're more likely to overeat when we go long periods of time without eating because food tastes better. Food is a lot tastier when we're hungry. You can see then how starving yourself or depriving yourself of healthful nutrients as a means for weight loss is a recipe for disaster. And this is why low calorie diets and restrictive eating patterns backfire. Too often I have clients coming into my office telling me something like this. I'm so good to sticking to my clean diet during the week, but once the weekend comes, I eat everything and I just can't stop. I have a little cheat on Friday night and then all hell breaks loose. I eat all the junk food in my house and then I just tell myself I'll start over on Monday because I already blew it. Sound familiar? Depriving yourself of calories during the week is a surefire way to gain weight. Why? Because your brain's survival mechanisms that we talked about in part one are driving you to eat to survive. Remember, your body doesn't care how you look in your yoga pants. It cares that you are living. If you're listening to this and you recognize this pattern within your own eating habits, I'm going to be really frank with you. You are screwing yourself. You need to stop dieting. I'll say it again. You need to stop dieting. You are not going to get long-term results because as a human, you are programmed and designed to eat. It is biologically written in your DNA. And I hope the information discussed in this podcast drives home this point for you. The truth for a lot of people listening is that you don't even know what it would feel like or even how to stop dieting completely. Many women I work with have never lived their life or they can't remember a time in their life where they were either not on a diet or off a diet, meaning they were never in between. They were never just eating (laughs) for health. They were never just eating for life. They're either on a diet or off a diet. And so when I tell somebody you need to just stop dieting, it makes them feel fearful because they remember those times when they weren't on a diet and they were eating everything and they felt out of control around food, which is what provoked them to start a new diet. So when I say stop dieting, a lot of people are like, what do you mean? What does that even look like? How do I stop dieting without gaining a lot of weight? 
that's a big fear for people. And I get that because I was that way for a long time myself. I didn't know what it was like not to be on a diet. I was dieting from the age of 13 to 23. It was just, it was just part of who I was. It was written within me. And luckily I was able to break that cycle while I was still young. And now that's what I help women do too. And if you are listening to this and you don't know what it's like to eat for health and achieve your goals without going on a restrictive diet, I want to invite you to apply for the Daily Accountability Program. I'll link that application below. And if you haven't heard me talk about it before, I just think this program is going to change the world. In fact, I know it is because I've already seen it in the clients that we have piloted it on. And so we've recently released it to everyone. What it is, it's a program designed by me and my business partner, Megan. She's also a dietitian. And it's kind of like having a pocket nutrition coach, a pocket dietitian with you at all times. We get on the phone with you if you are not local to Central Florida, and we talk about your struggles. We talk about those big pain points, and then we talk about your goals. And then we help you formulate a personalized, structured program with specific action steps to help you overcome emotional eating, binge eating, unwanted eating habits, whatever we figure out is the big problem in that initial consultation, we give you solution. And then we hold you accountable every single day for 30 days. Yeah, every single day we talk. (laughs) Every day you have someone to directly talk about all of your struggles, all of the problems that are going on in your mind, anything that is hard or anything that's awesome. And we help you build on your goals and make sure that you are accountable. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. There is no other program like it. In fact, that's what one of Megan's clients told her. He said, there is no program like this. This is going to change the world. And I just feel really passionate about it. And so I'm excited to, to start presenting it to more people. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a good fit. Well, we do have the application form, so I'm going to put that in the show notes below. And I do want to say we only accept five clients each because, as you can imagine, on top of seeing our one-on-one clients in person, it's a really personalized program that takes a lot of investment on both ends. So we want to make sure that we scale it and that we are only taking people we know we can help and people we know that are going to want to help themselves because it's a a two-man job, right? If we're going to invest in you, we we expect you to invest in you as well. So if you feel like this is a program that's really going to help you not only figure out a way to eat for life and stop dieting and stop emotionally eating, but also achieve your goals, make sure you apply. Make sure you've got the WhatsApp. It's a free application downloaded because if we accept your application, we will invite you to move forward in the process via the WhatsApp with a personalized video message. It's really fun to get. So be on the lookout for that. Fill out the application and we'll get in contact with you within 24 hours uh, if it's a business day. You know, we got to take weekends off. All right. (laughs) All right. So let's move into the next part of today's podcast. Ever wonder why some people effortlessly are able to control their appetite and regulate how many calories they eat without even trying? Well, the truth is it's really hard to know why, and there's a lot of studies in the works right now to figure this out. We can say there's a lot of leads, one being genetics, another one being our childhood. We model after our parents' eating habits, and when we're kids, we're really impressionable. And so whatever we learn at that young age, our mind tends to carry into adulthood. There are some people who are less obsessed over food, and we don't know what that could be contributed to, but it could just be their mental perception of food that might have been molded as a child or adolescent. Of course, hormonal imbalances can contribute to appetite, 
And then maybe people who just have more going on in their life. I I mean, I kind of hate to say that out loud, but if you don't have a life, for lack of a better term, maybe all of your focus is going on food, body image, or dieting because there's nothing else in your life to, to hold your attention. So perhaps some people who are able to regulate their appetite and control how much they're eating aren't really thinking about food as much as you. Or it could be a combination of all those things I listed. And while it's important to understand why people eat the way they do and know the patterns of those with a healthy weight, What's going to move the needle for you is to understand what you as an individual need to change to see your results. For you go-getters, here are some tips that you can start to implement today to help you rewire your brain. Number one, set up your environment for success. Limit your exposure to these highly palatable foods that we talked about in part one. The less often you hit yourself with that dopamine from process junk, processed process junk, the less you have to tap into that conscious willpower. This reserves energy for those special occasions where you can consciously choose to ignore the tray of cookies or the bowl of buffalo chicken dip or just stop yourself at a small plate. Note that even the sight of those dopamine stimulating foods can remind your brain of those times when you enjoyed it in the past. This can be why it's so hard to resist a food you associate with positive memories and so easy to avoid anything that reminds you of not so good ones. Even having a bunch of crap in your house can remind your brain that it's there and make you want to eat it. The intuitive eating approach would encourage you to keep these foods in your house as a means to being able to enjoy them in moderation later. While I agree with that approach for someone who is simply looking to improve their relationship with food, I do not believe this is the ideal approach for someone wanting to lose weight after years of struggling with emotional or overeating. Many people argue about whether food is addictive or not, and I'm not gonna get into that argument in this episode. As someone who used to be overweight, I understand that food can feel addicting. So whether it you know medically or clinically is, it feels that way. And if that's our reality, then that's reality. And who are we to discredit how an individual feels around certain foods? So if you feel like you're addicted to sugar, potato chips, you need to remove them from your premises. I challenge you to overcome your overeating of processed foods by lessening your exposure in an effort to mitigate that dopamine response in your brain. The less you see it, the less you have to channel into that willpower that is so fickle to control your portions. And therefore, you are more likely to be successful when losing weight. Instead, you can just enjoy those special treats on occasion when it's really worth it. And by not overeating them at home, you're conditioning your brain to control your portions. As you lessen your dependence, taste, and desire of those foods is when you can start to increase your exposure if you so choose so. If you are insulin resistant due to PCOS or diabetes, you can improve your labs and therefore your weight by limiting the amount of refined carbohydrates you consume. So keep them out of your house so you're less tempted. Now, I know there are many opinions about this topic, many which are related to personal experiences that we project on others, but I find this approach to be the most logical and effective for most. As humans, there is no reason for us to keep a box of Oreos in our pantry for day-to-day nourishment. It's just facts. My second tip, plan ahead. Use your conscious brain to make healthy meals and food selection easy. Pick a time and day when you have mental energy and motivation to throw out the junk in your home or office. Plan a week's worth of healthy meals, grocery shop for healthy ingredients, and prep anything you need to make mealtime easy when you have less energy. 
when there's when there's those times where you don't have willpower. Here are some tips. Buy pre-cut veggies and fruit for your snacks if you know you're too lazy to cut them for yourself. If pre-prepped ingredients make healthy eating the easy choice, I think it's worth the increased price. Also, keep it simple. Don't feel like every meal or snack needs to be some huge production. Listen to my previous episode about the bowl method for inspiration. I'll link that episode in the show notes below. Basically, the bowl method is where you combine a healthy starch like brown rice, quinoa, sweet potato with a good lean protein, which could be chicken, turkey, eggs, tofu. Then you mix it with a variety of veggies. However you like them, mix them in. Make sure you've got some greens in there. And then you add some flair with a healthy dressing or marinade and some good healthy fats like avocado, olives, olive oil. And that can make a meal go a long way. You can mix and match ingredients so you never get bored and it tastes good. And on top of that, it nourishes you. It still gives you the right dopamine hit because it tastes good, it's good healthy food, but it doesn't overstimulate your brain like processed fast food would. In a similar vein, make sure that you plan meals you actually like, right? If I just listed a bunch of ingredients that you hate, you need to dig deep or try old foods that you haven't had in a while that are healthy that you really enjoy. Don't feel like you need to eat, I don't know, salmon because some Instagram model eats it every other day, but you hate it. Experiment with healthy versions of foods you already enjoy, like grilled chicken, but putting it in a veggie wrap instead of a fast food sandwich. Mix up the different ways that you cook and prep your ingredients. And if you need help with that, hey, I'm a dietitian. I'm your girl. Send me a message. The third tip I have for you is to get support, to get accountability. This is major. I mean, this is really what's going to leverage you. If you have a support system, if you have somebody there to be your cheerleader, to be your coach. I see a lot more success as a registered dietitian with my clients who invest in long-term coaching because it's always on the front of their mind. When people pay for something and carve out time in their busy schedules, they don't take it lightly. It's a solid predictor. The people that invest in long-term coaching and really put themselves forward do best. It's just the facts. Again, if this is something that you're interested in, I encourage you to fill out that daily accountability program form. It is in my comments below, but we're gonna make sure that all of the barriers that you have to overeating and feeling addicted to food are overcome. We'll make sure that you get through it. I'll link that form below in the show notes. But that's it for today's episode. Those are some solid strategies that you have no excuse but to implement right away. In fact, I mentioned in the last podcast that self-awareness is such a a pivotal thing for making change, right? So now you've listened to this podcast, you're aware of things that are going to impact your brain's relationship with food and fat distribution. So once you're aware of something, then you have the power to choose how you react. You don't get to blame ignorance anymore. Sorry, Charlie. You can take control of your life. You have more power over food than you think, I promise. I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. And until next time, I will sign off now. (laughs) Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real 